passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof rack, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with the eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts that you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We're back to the Bubba the Love Sponge Show. Bubba the Love Sponge Show and time for the unsigned band review. D. Snyder coming up soon. i got to probably get through this somewhat quickly and do words, right, on the backside. That's correct. So that I can go along with D. Correct? And D's always on time. He is. So, uh, I'm, I'm trying to find my unsigned band review fucking shit here. Hold on. Stand by. Ready? Okay, here we go. Now, for those who want to headline arenas around the world, let's reach into the legendary box of dreams. It's time for the unsigned band review. Oh, uh, this is all sponsored by, uh, I think, Carson's Ribs. And the loser, uh, if you don't make it uh, as a... As a pre-approved, or uh, I should say approved band, then you'll get uh, some ribs, courtesy of uh, Carson's Ribs. The first band is from Phoenix, Arizona. Wow. It's um, the Bent Halos. Ponytails. This is the first cut. Somewhat of a muddy. Some kind of wonderful. (laughs) The Bent Halos, ladies and gentlemen. Unsigned band review. That's my vote right out of the fucking box. Over to you, Spice. No. Manson? Cheesy. Sometimes uh, when you get the first three out of the box, you don't even have to ask the other two, ladies and gentlemen. That's great. Vegas wake-up call. Vegas wake-up call. I mean, that sucked bad. Ned? Pure fucking cheese. Brent? Horrible. 
Dave? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Congratulations! Your band sucks so much, there's no chance in hell that you'll get a record deal. But here's the good news. You won't be starving musicians much longer because we're hooking you up with some delicious Carson's Ribs. Taste America's number one barbecue at ribs.com. This is the Bubble Love Sponge Show on Howard 101. <laughs> Shitty. Wow, that was the uh, the Bent Halos from from Phoenix, Arizona. Wow, probably one of, could have been one of the shittier ones we've had around. M- Monk Tongue. Is that what monk tongue? Monk tongue. Yep. Monk tongue from Orlando. Monk tongue. Warning: shitty band name violation. Shitty band name violation. I mean, they got they got a strike going right right into the right into the right into the deal. They got a strike. Ned, do you want like a monk's tongue up your ass? I'd like to go to the monastery and get some monk tongue. I mean, before the guy print, that'd be like walking in the batter box and they'd already be an 01. <laughs> Warning: shitty band name violation. I mean, they got a decent sound. They're clean. They got a horrible band name, but so far, I mean, I'm pleasantly surprised. I mean, usually you got some horrible music and a decent singer or a decent singer and some horrible music or vice versa, or it's mixed wrong or the guy's trying too hard. But this uh, this shit's tight. This shit's what? It, Randy, what is this shit? This shit is tight. Now, this kind of sounds, you know, this sounds like a little bit of a grab bag for me. It's a little bit hard. But I, I do I do appreciate the you know the talent and the monk tongue. It's a little bit you know a little bit. <laughs> you like the monk tongue? I love monk little, tongue. A little thrashish for me. Jiggity Jew and scribbity scrib. A bunch of gloopity clowns. All right, that's uh, Break the Truth from uh, Monk Tongue. I'm going to go ahead and be uh, the first, ladies and gentlemen. Manson, over to you. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Brent, over to you. My style, but I didn't like it. Spice, over to you. Oh, man. Uh, Who hasn't voted yet? Don't worry about it. (laughs) We're asking for your vote, please. Asking for yours. Not worrying about others in the room. Yes or no, this will suffice. I'm trying to think. I, I, I can't. Oh, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, I like that. Right. Well, you had to think about it. That hard thing is like it. Yeah. 
I don't want to be an ass on that one. Next cut is called Problematic. Problematic. Intro. Intro. Violation. Intro. Violation. Man, these guys are fucking pretty good, actually. A couple of out of, out, of, out of Orlando. These guys are pretty damn good, actually. <laughs> Manson, your local Yoko Willie. Uh, they got a good. I mean, the uh, music they got dead, a good sound. Dead on, kid. The 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 uh the song is called problematic and I still haven't got to the hook I don't think I'm well, that's, a little that's bit of a little problem yeah problematic. that's the thing <laughs> there it is I want to like that a lot man I like the music a lot it's just good sound but God. nothing that like that one just I won't that didn't grab didn't me at all grabs didn't grab you. yeah. That's uh, for me. Ned? I want to like it, but no. Dave? No, I agree with you guys. Comes down to a tiebreaker. Tiebreaker Willie. This is called Be What You Are. Be What You Are. Monk Tongue. Monk monk Tongue. Hell, I don't know. They already (laughs) got a fucking name violation. Now they're starting to get into this. All the songs sound bam, the same. Bam. Yeah, violation as well. God, call you. that a ZZ Top violation. They better have something spectacular here. I'm gonna take a shit on it. You just played this one. <laughs> I got a shit on deck. You just played this. No, song. I didn't, kid. I'm gonna take a sh- take a shit on Monk Tone. This world can be Makes it harder to feel. Sounds like the same exact song. It better have a a real good hook. Because it's shaky at best. The only thing it's going to save it is it's got a really, 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 really good hook. Here it comes. Now, you know, we sit behind our little uh, radio microphones here, and we don't even probably think. Do you think that they're sitting there? The band collected around the radio, the serious radio, thinking, motherfucker, they got to get. Do you think that they. Probably. Definitely. Please, please, please. 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 Look at Detroit Central. Please. It, did, it, did, it did wonders for them. Leave. 
the tiebreaker song. Oh, I think this is problematic. The other one was Be What You Are, and this one's problematic. So either, Spice, either they messed up or you messed up. Because they messed th- up. This is this. I don't mess uh, up. Uh, I got to Okay, well, there you go. This is this is problematic. We were looking for the problematic hook on the cut two when really we were looking for the Be What You Are, and now we're looking for the Be What You Are, and we're hearing the problematic. That puts a whole other wrench into the situation. Does it? <laughs> Will be just we're looking for problematic now, okay? All right, we're gonna do uh, we're gonna do votes right now. Spice, send it over to you. Oh man, I I'm gonna say yes because I think that uh, with some with some tweaking. And some hooks, they can uh, they can do something. Some prostitute. <laughs> Manson, over to you. Yeah, I see a lot of potential. Brent, no. Good musicians, just not. They don't. They can't put it together. Ned, I love monk tongue. Total project approved. Wow. I can't tell you that does not get smashed. It does not get disrespected. What would you have gone with on that one? If uh, you were voted? I, I don't have to. I don't have to say. <laughs> I don't have to. I do, oh, I but you do have veto power. I do have veto power, and I like to not to not, not to use it, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. So uh, Monk Tongue is an approved band of the unsigned band review. We will forward that to the Ross Zapins and the people that back Egypt Centrals of the world, and see if we can help these guys out. We'll also, from time to time, try to play them on the show. You can go to the website, btls.com, under the unsigned band review and see all the bands that have been approved. When's the last time one was approved? Might have been a Bob Anonymous. Yeah. It might have been. a long yeah. time. Congratulations to Monk Tongue. Let me give him a real another modern-day modern temple. Monk Tongue. Out of Orlando. Uh, let me get to words. I know you're pissed about the deal. I got uh, D. Snyder on the backside, so stand up. More of the Bubba Radio Network after this. We're back to the Bubba the Love Sponge Show. How rich do you think D got off this song? <laughs> Insanely rich. So Old rich, he, yeah. He didn't have to worry about working. So when they were fucking with him in Hartford, he's like, fuck, I, I'm out here. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> D is standing by. D, how are you, buddy? That's what I said, man. When they didn't want to agree to my contract stipulations, I said, you know what? I don't have to take this. Fuck you. That's so great to have fuck you money. I, I wish mean, I had fuck you money. D, out of all the songs that your singles, what did you make the most, what, what made you the most money? Which single? We're not, we're going to take it? Yeah, we're not going to take it. I want to rock, actually. Which one made uh, the most out of the two? I want to rock has, has been pretty big, too. There's another song, though, that's made me a lot of money that nobody even knows I wrote. I wrote a Christmas song that was on a Celine Dion album. Really? You're kidding me. I, I shit you not. It was a satellite, right? And that, and that, and that, and that bitch prints <laughs> I, money, and she prints money. My wife asked me to write her a Christmas song one year, 
and I did a legit Christmas song, and uh, I just recorded it for her as a Christmas present. And somebody, an uh, engineer in the studio, said, "Can I have a copy of this?" I said, "Yeah, sure." Like five years later, I get a call from a producer who says, "Guess what? Celine Dion is recording your song on her new Christmas album." I said, "Does she know who wrote the song?" He said. No, I said, well, don't tell her Satan wrote her fucking Christmas song. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I sold like eight million copies, man. It was it was a huge album. And you run the and you and you owned the publishing of that of that song, did you not? Yeah. Wow. Was it was it tough for you to actually sit there and write a serious Christmas song like that, or you, you know? know what? My wife asked me to do it. I said to her, I said, "What are you nuts?" I said, "I'm a headbanger. I can't write Christmas music." And then she said, she said "D, I'm going to give you some really good pussy if you write me some songs." <laughs> and you're like, "Honey, I just got a I just well, got a case full of Seattle's from Bubba. Let me fucking write this song for you." Let me tell you something. That was a beautiful <laughs> gift. It's a gift that keeps on giving, my friend. You know, D, I think I, of you every time. You know, D, I was a you know when I took over for Hartford, I was a real fucking asshole. You and I went nose to nose in Howard. We broke. The, you know, we 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 extended the olive branch. We're buddies now. It's like it's the least that I could do as an offering of of trying to get back on track. The funny thing is, well, there's two things we bonded on. I felt. I felt one was when you were talking about C. Alice, and you know, and and Howard was going, oh, I don't believe in that stuff. I go, well, I use it, <laughs> <laughs> and, and Howard. We like looked over and said, "What you use it?" And then we looked at each other, and it was kind of a moment of brotherly connection there. Like, well, and then, of course, when all that gay Sal and it was running around with the hairbrush, and, and you and me were huddled together trying to protect our anuses. From, <laughs> That's great. That Boners brought you guys together. That's awesome. Uh, you know, now you know, Al. I mean, let me tell you something, D. You've probably done thousands and thousands and thousands of, of interviews over the year in studios on the phone, and I guarantee you, no radio personality has given you a case full of Cialis. <laughs> I, I, that, you know, that goes without saying. I mean, I haven't even got one tab, let alone a case, man. I saw D uh, a couple months ago at Halloween Horror Nights up, uh, over in Orlando at Universal. Have you ever thought about why your wireless bill is so damn expensive? It's all just radio waves. How much can a radio wave really cost? Seems like wireless got together and decided, I don't know, 100 bucks a month or so. I think the people will buy it. What choice are they going to have? Now, thanks to Mint Mobile, you're going to have a choice, my friend. Right now, Mint Mobile has wireless plans starting at $15 a month. That's unlimited talk and text for only $15 a month. Mint Mobile's service in comparison to the big providers are is just as crystal clear and just as good. You're just saving a lot of money. For anybody who hates their phone bill, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for only $15 a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Choose from 3, 6, or 12-month plans and say goodbye to that monthly phone bill. Mint Mobile gives you the best rate whether you're buying for one or a whole entire family and at mint family start at two lines use your own phone with any mint mobile plan and keep your same number along with all your existing contacts switch to mint mobile and get your first three months of premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month to get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free you got to go to mintmobile.com forward slash bubba that's mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. And I'm like, hey, D, go talk to him for a minute. He goes, tell Bubba, <laughs> thank you for the Seattle's. I still got some left. <laughs> Some left. I mean, that it was that was like the most insane gift. You know, what, what, you know a man can give another man. You know, and D, and D walked like, out of that son of a bitch with, the, with underneath his arm like like he just won the fucking lottery. He's he like, took it man, too. This is the best it gets, my. I got me a whole, not one tab, not six little sample packs. I got me a fucking case of hard dick drugs, honey. I'm coming home. Dude, it sits there in a the closet, and it's just awesome. Every time I go to it, I swear I think of you. It says Bubba on the side, and I, <laughs> I smile fondly. It's so, awesome. So what do you got going on, buddy? Well, you know, I mean, before I get into serious stuff, uh, have you been caught any of Gone Country? I did. I caught one. I actually caught, I think I may have caught the very first episode when they were all trucking you guys in, and you guys were all walking to the center area, and all these different, you know, uh, celebrities from different walks of life uh, were all walking in. That's the only time that I saw it. You hear Digo, I hate country music. That was my favorite line. Yeah, that kind of threw the brakes on everything. <laughs> but you know what? I mean, they brought. I'm a friggin' headbanger. I mean, I they they they, they edited so very creatively because after that I said, but you know what? I'm willing to give it a shot. You know, I said, I said I'm down here. I'm keeping an open mind. I've never listened to it, so I can't honestly say you know well, that I I, made, I decided I hated it when I was seven, which is the same time I decided I hated asparagus. You know, so uh, I said, I said I'll, I'll have an open mind, but they cut all that out. When they played it back. Now let's get let's get people up to speed as to what we're talking about. But maybe there there's some, might be some people that, that we're not talking about. D, tell us about your reality show you're doing right now. Gone Country is on CMT. It's uh, uh, John Rich from Big and Rich took seven singers down to oh, six and and one <laughs> six and sort of a singer down to Nashville, and we all lived together for two weeks in this huge thirty thousand square foot mansion, and uh, they were going to teach us how to be country stars. And it's airing right now. It's in its third week. And how's it doing on the ratings? It's the biggest uh, show they've ever had. You know why? Because there are a lot of people that I wouldn't watch CMT if I didn't know something cool like that was on there. And plus, so it, plus they got the everybody from every walk of life. They've, they've gone out and cross-pollinated every, you know, the rockers, the country guys. The, I think they got a motocross guy on there. I mean, they, got, they, they went and got a cross-section of everybody. So they're pulling Yeah, they got Cisco. They got Bobby Brown, who was my roommate for two weeks. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, let me tell you about that dude. The dude drinks too much. He sleepwalks and he's got a bladder problem. Okay, you do the math. <laughs> now him and now him and Wendy are officially done. Done, are they not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 that, that's no more. He's got a new old lady. But they also have Marsha Brady. I mean, uh, Maureen McCormick on there. Now, what is she looking Connie like now? Wilson, Nadine? Julio Iglesias Jr. Which and so it's it's a real mishmash of people. What's the uh, Marsha Brady bitch looking like nowadays? What's she looking like? Decent? You know, uh, I mean, no. she's a very nice person. <laughs> <laughs> now, how, how I was Bobby? always more of a Susan Day person, anyway. You know, yeah. from the Marsha family. Yeah, me too. I, I, I don't know. I, I was kind of—I don't know—I was kind of a Marsha kind of deal myself. I mean, <laughs> I'm a few years younger than D. What are you? D? You're 48. Dude, I'm with 53 in March, brother. Gee, yeah, you're a Marsha Day guy. I mean, you're a you're a Susan Day. I'm a Marsha kind of deal. How was Bobby Yo, Brown? A lot of people are Marsha. I mean, guys just love Marsha. She was just a little too, I don't know, goody two shoes for me. I, I thought Susan Day just had a little more of an attitude. Spice, what are you going to say? Marsha's family and all that. Well, I was going to say, how was how was Bobby Brown? Did he open up to you at all about anything? I mean, any ju- juicy dirt on the guy? Let me tell you. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, Bobby, I'm coming off 
as a dick these first two weeks. You know, all attitude and all, you know, and just not taking any shit from anybody. Which I feel pretty house. good about. But Bobby's coming off as a sweetheart. I mean, he's very, you know, he kind of, he, you'll see him crying on the show. You kind of feel bad for the dude, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy, man. Now he I don't think he's got any of his money left, does he, D? I mean you saved so all your money. In, he walked in with a fifteen carat diamond pinky ring on. He's still partying. He gets royalties. He gets the whole deal, yeah. He's, now, he's still good. Now D, I mean you got from when you have you know, when you have songs as big as that you had, I mean you get a big ass BMI ass calf royalty check every year, don't you? Yeah, I I mean, you know, I'm doing really good on is licensing. You know, all those commercials and movie usage. I mean, you see it, that woman's contraceptive commercial or political rally, sporting events, all that licensing stuff. I, I really, I mean, God bless, man. I make a fortune off that. So, like, so, when uh, somebody's at a, an, an arena or a stadium, the Knicks, the Packers, whatever, and they're going to play, you know, one, one, of your, one of your anthems, that, that directly affects, you know, some money that you get, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean that's I mean with all because you know, these days everybody's downloading everything, but the licensing TV, you know, if it's in a movie or something like that, they got to pay. And uh, thank God, I mean thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you where some new revenue is, and uh, my buddy who's uh, uh, he had a pretty big hit. He just got a check for ringtones for a half a million dollars. Now this is money just found money. Now are you getting right, ringtones? Who's your buddy? Uh, I I don't want to say his name. Okay, like, okay. He's, 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 he's amount of money. That's he must have a big song. But yeah, ringtones is is becoming bigger and bigger. People download this mm -hmm. uh, video games. I mean, all these uses. You know, if you've written the song, the songwriters make the money. And and I and I wrote those songs by myself. You know, so uh, and you published them and everything, didn't you? Yeah. So thank God. I mean, you know, yeah, I, I mean, was this, lucky. You this know, guy's because there's other there's other rockers out there. I mean, look at you know uh, look at Kevin Dubrow. May he rest in peace. And the guy deserves a lot more respect than he gets. But those songs, their biggest songs, "Come On, Feel the Noise," that was by a band called Slade out of England. Yeah, and they never right. got a penny for the for the writing on that one. He never got a dime for that. Now, day. what about Metal Health? Was that his? Yeah, no, that was yeah, that was their song. It was written by Carlos and uh, I think Kevin. So yeah, they got money on that one. But Mom, we're all crazy now. Another Slade song. So the songwriters, they're the ones who uh, who really clean up. So why are you writing a lot of music? I mean, you, you made a fortune off Celine Dion's Christmas album. I mean, if you can do, if you can pull that one off, dude, you can pull off a lot more. Are you no, sitting well, around writing? First of all, that was a, that was well, almost that was an accident because I wrote it for my wife, and you know, it's the only song I never wrote to be recorded. But, yeah, but imagine if you tried. Imagine recorded. if you tried. You got off your lazy ass, Dean, and tried. You can make all kinds of money. Give some up. Give us some. Well, you know, I mean, I got really got discouraged there because I felt like, you know, I I had studied a form of medicine that they found a cure for in the '90s. You know what I mean? <laughs> everything I learned, everything I did, the whole '80s rock thing. Nobody was interested anymore. They didn't like the way you sang, the way you looked, the way you wrote anything. So I moved on to other things. Was that a tough? As you well know. Was that a tough era when uh, all of a sudden the glam rock and the hair bands, uh, all of a sudden it just came to an end? As an artist and you're and you're 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 living it up, all of a sudden it just stops. It was that tough adjustment, dude. I got into fucking radio. I'm a very honest guy. Uh, I mean, I was broke. I mean, you like, period you... there where nobody wanted anything to do with anything. Yeah, you just remotely had, hair. You go from a hundred, you going a hundred, all of a sudden going zero, and you're going, what? What just now, happened? Now, D, how could you still be broke if you were still getting your residuals from you know the the uh, the songs? 
No, because that's right up. You know, in the 90s, it, yeah. it was a, it was a oh, dirty yeah. word. Yeah. 80s rock was a dirty word. So there was no airplay. There was no licensing. People didn't even talk about it. You know, and so all of a sudden now you're spending money like a rock star, no pun intended. And then all of a sudden the money starts coming in. And your, your ego's so big. And again, I'm being honest, guys. My ego's so big. I'm going, well, no, no, this is just a temporary, you know, problem here. I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to downsize. I'm right. not going to sell my cars. I'm no. not going to stop spending my money. And then it's just, Stops coming in, no more advances. Oh, then you start advancing and borrowing, and then you're like in debt and you're broke. Now, now D, D, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of your movie Strangeland. Did you make money on that? Because you wrote that, right? A freaking penny, bro. You're kidding kidding? me, D. You didn't, you got fucked on that deal. I don't. The word is fucked (laughs) per se. It was an independent film that was made for a small amount of money. I was the writer and star and co-producer, and it you know didn't do well in the theaters, but it went on to do really well on on cable and on video rentals and stuff like that. But it was sold off, and you know there was no money you know made. It basically paid for the cost of the film. Oh, so 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 when it's no money. So when it runs on cable, like on it runs on Cinemax yeah, still D. now. It says D, it's called D Snyder Strangeland. D gets like, all pissed about it. He's like, "Fuck!" <laughs> 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 now you know what? I'm just I, I'm hopeful that uh, that people. I like that people think it's a cool movie. I've been trying to get something going with a sequel. I'm hoping one of these days. I mean, they remake every fucking thing else. You know uh, that somebody's going to say, "Hey, you know what?" We should do that Strangeland movie because I've got because I've got a script for it and stuff. So who knows? You know what? I'll make money. You know who's your guy? Get Rob Zombie to do it. Yeah. You know, Rob, man, what a great, what talent he is. You he know? really I mean, is. And what a great job he did on those movies. I mean, he's really, he and I, like, we differ, though. In, uh, like, he, he's, like, really into, like, that old school kind of stuff, you know, like uh, the Toby Hooper kind of stuff and these real slasher-style films. And I was, before there was, you know, before there was Saw and Hostel, I would have this whole torture thing going on, which a lot of people got inspired by. I mean, that's just, you know, so I was trying to do something new, but Rob's really talented. Now, D, we have, we've had, a, he's, he's, he comes into the show, he comes to Tampa and plays a gig a, a, once a year, and he comes in, does a little acoustic set. We love the guy. Kevin Cronin from uh, REO. Uh, talk about it now. If he, now, do you think that the REO owns all their publishing rights and stuff? I think Kevin does, yeah. And if so, man, D, they're probably getting fucking paid, aren't they? <clears throat> You know what? With a catalog like his, if he is does have his publishing, he's doing great. But let me tell you something. Tell you the truth about what goes on. When you're on the balls of your ass, and there's a time where that happens, where you go from being the hottest thing, it happens to, to most of the bands, to nothing. And then you, like I said, you're spending like a wild man. You're running up the bills. You run out of money. No one will advance you. No one. You're in debt. You're going bankrupt. A lot of guys sell their catalog for next to nothing. Sell the rights to it, right? Sell the rights. And there are people just waiting out there to buy. Like, there's people who want to buy my catalog now, but they want to give me a lot of money. Cause it's, but, uh, but back there was a time when I was going bankrupt. I would have sold it if I could. I had no choice. I had three kids at the time. I was married. I had no money. It was, it was so valueless at that time. They would give me so little. I said, you know what, I'm just going to hold on to it. A lot of guys sell their catalog. They don't own the rights to their own songs, and they don't clean up. I, I, knew, think, uh, I think Kevin does own it, though. I really do. Yeah, you know what? Brett Michaels told us the same thing. He said when he was ready to sell his catalog, he would have taken a hamburger for it. He, he ended up keeping it, and now it's making him a ton yeah. of money. We had Brett on last week, and, he, and he's like, man, you know what? When I when I needed money, I would have sold it. I would have sold anything, and I didn't because nobody wanted it. And he goes, thank God I didn't because, you know, poison, a lot like you guys, man, it's, it's, it's some hot shit right now. 
Yeah, well, you know, that's the thing. It turn, it, it, you go from being, you know, you, sometimes you get protect, saved from your, your own stupidity. It's, it cycles around. It's not worth it. Like, like, I had this Mustang. Right? I, had a, I had a 69 Boss 302 Mustang, and I had it for years and years and years. And the market, and when I was broke, I tried to want to sell the car, and the, there was no interest in it. I couldn't get what I put into the car. And then I sold it last year for like 50 grand. It's a car that cost like $3,000 when, you know, when it first was made. So, I mean, but if I, I would have sold it for a song if I could have gotten a song, but nobody was interested. You know, the one thing about D, though, the good thing about D is that, and you got to give D, whether you like his music, you don't like his music, he comes from the rock arena. Very, very few men that have done what D has done is able to keep, to keep it together with their wives. He's been married since 1981, has four kids, you know. That's such a rarity within the rock business. D, that's, that's pretty kick-ass that you've been able to keep it. Keep, well, not that you've you know been able what? to keep it. I think your it's, wife's been able to keep it together better than you have. Yeah, you know, i got to give a lot of credit to her. I mean, <laughs> I mean we've, we've been together since 1976. Jesus. So, if you heard me talking on Stern the other day, she was 15, and I was 21, Ooh. and her family are the real deal connected, <laughs> and they threatened to kill me on the first date. Now, the first day I walked up to the house with my big hair, my platform shoes, my tight pants, <laughs> they told me they would bury me now, well, if what I laid age? a hand on her, and I believed them. Now, at what age did you finally get? Did you stick it in? I'm still waiting. <laughs> I'm still, <laughs> no, I, I actually, you know, uh, 16. No, when she was legal. Yeah. <laughs> so you're 22, and she was 16. Yeah, yeah. And her family's connected. You're lucky you're still around nowadays, uh, D. To be honest with you. Yeah, well, they like me. They, they, they you know, I mean, I, I was really crazy about this woman, and she couldn't stand me. Manson, you know, you being the conservative dad that you are, can you imagine a guy like D. Snyder walks no up to way. your fucking door to pick up your girl? <laughs> I'd lock her up in the in the bedroom. <laughs> no, can, D- can you imagine, man? I'm telling you what. I mean, I look back now and I go, that was pretty generous. All he did was threaten to kill me. I mean, with intent. I just think I would just shoot the guy and leave his body on the floor. I mean, D, what if, you know, retro your your, da- your daughter Cheyenne to that particular situation where a guy like you, all fucking big-ass hair out, wild big dude, man, big fucking dude, six, seven years older than Cheyenne comes walking to the door. What the fuck does D. Snyder do? Some dirtbag comes rolling up <laughs> on my house. I know what's going to happen. Some dude's going to walk up, going to open the door, and I'm going to look at him and go, no. Uh, and he's going to look at me and go, but D, I'm, I'm going, yeah, yeah, I know. But, but, <laughs> shut the door, go away. I mean, I, I mean I'm a freak. Yeah, I, I'm a freak that I, like, committed to a woman like that so long ago and that I wasn't, you know, I wasn't this drugged out, you know, wasted guy. Not, not there's anything wrong with that, people. It's own personal choice. But, uh, you know, I'm just a, a weird dude, you know. So Now, how's, Jesse, how's Jesse's doing? It? Last time we had you in the band, down here in the studio, you were talking about Jesse. He's kind of been doing some music stuff lately, and you said of which uh, some of it's pretty damn good. How's Jesse doing? Well, first of all, you, got, you, got, you guys are going to get jealous right now. He's like a six-figure uh, voiceover guy now. He's the voice of Pizza Hut, Cheetos, GameStop, and a bunch of other stuff. Jesse is? is? That's Jesse telling you the new meat lovers pizza. The pizza, that's him. Wow. So, yeah, he's so he's like cleaning up there, but he's going to be on a, a new um, uh, new reality show on MTV called Rock the Cradle that starts filming in March. It's going to be a um, it's going to be like a, a, a American Idol, but with the with the children of rock stars. Now, who's all on the show? Obviously, you're. They son. haven't told us the lineup. I saw in some early stuff Pat Benatar's kid, Rod Stewart's kid, like when they were first talking about the show, but we don't know. There's like apparently 10 
children of famous musicians. They're going to compete each week live with a, you know, a voting thing where people will vote them off the show for a record contract. Now, Jesse should win end. that, shit. I mean, Jesse's more, the most talented of all those people. Well, you know what? This is the thing. I, I'm, I'm curious to see who else is in there because if they start, you know, bringing in some, it's American Idol people who are putting right. this together, and they really go for that R and B stuff. Right. They like that, you know, that soulful singing. And Jesse's a rocker. So I mean, you know, the, the Bo Bices have won in the past, but usually the rockers have a tougher time. That if, if so, if he's competing against you know R and B singers, then you know we may he may have some problems. Now, now, if I remember right, doesn't Rod Stewart have a daughter and she's hot as fuck? You know what? It's yeah. These, these damn ugly rockers. We all get to marry these amazing-looking women. And then have decent-looking kids. Are, are, are killer and talented. <laughs> of which, D, when you're running hard, when you're running hard in the 80s, no disrespect to your wife, but when you're running hard in the 80s and you were, you know, you were partying with the Pat Benatards and you were partying with, in that whole little genre. You tour with Iron Maiden. Uh, you know, all that. But, you know, who was, woman-wise, within the business, you know, the most attractive. Not that you fucked them or anything. The Joan Jets, the Pat Benatar. Who was, like, you know, who was the hottest within that world that you were, that you lived in? I'm trying to think, man. I'm trying. How was Joan? How was Joan? I mean, Lita comes to mind. Lita Ford. Oh, yeah. Lita, yeah, Le- Lita comes to mind. I mean, immediately because most of the the women in rock, you know, a lot like the guys in rock. <laughs> if you and Lita had a kid, it'd look like a fucking lion. If you and Lita had a kid, <laughs> <laughs> you know, she, mar- she married you know some dude from a band called Nitro. His name's Jim Gillette. And he's this real, he's a really successful builder in Florida and in the, in, in the, uh, down in the Caribbean. And he's like big into like, you know, ultimate fighting. He's this big, badass, tattooed old front man from an 80s hair band that didn't make it. A uh, good guy. But they've been married for a long time. Now, before I, because we only got about a minute or two left with D, because Sirius just cuts us right the fuck off. Uh, I got to talk about his website and the charity that he likes to support. And that is, uh, is that the stationfamilyfund.org? D, is yeah, that what that is? This is going on, and I'll try to be, uh, be uh, brief about it. By the way, don't you hate that 57? The oh, damn computer yeah. cuts you off. You're, you're fucking blows. done. You could be right in the middle of the best thing in the world, and they're fucking, you're out of here, buddy. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You know, remember the fire in Rhode Island five yeah. years ago mm-hmm. where 100 people died at the Great White Show? Yeah. Well, people don't even know or really remember is that 200 people were seriously burned, 65 kids lost one or both parents. These were blue-collar, regular Joes out on a Thursday night to see a band, and a lot of them didn't have health insurance, disability insurance. These people are on the balls of their ass, being pushed out of their homes. They're broke. They've got nothing, and they've got no state aid, no federal aid, and they are in a bad, bad way. And nobody has done anything to these people. And the guys in Tesla, God bless them, started it. We're doing a show on February 25th in Providence, Rhode Island, at the Dunkin' Donuts Center. It's called the Phoenix Rising Musicians United to benefit the victims of the station nightclub fire. And I know you guys are all down down in the south. We've got... Uh, you can donate online. It's Station Family Fund with a D dot org. One hundred percent of the proceeds go to the uh, to the victims. It's run by people who survived the fire. And just want you to know, they've so broke this fund that they can they have to decide who gets their copay paid wow. on their insurance. This is how wow. busted these people are. And what's really cool is we've got. 
Tesla, you got twisted. You got guys in Striper with Tom Schultz, Aaron Lewis from Stained. But I reached out to the country community, and John Rich is coming with Randy Owens from Alabama, uh, Dirks Bentley, uh, Kelly, uh, Kelly Pickler. Uh, oh, Gretchen Wilson's going to be there. Now we got people from the urban community coming. We got Lil John showing up. And people are really stepping up to this event. And now VH1 has decided they're going to do a special, a documentary concert event special to help raise awareness of what's going on and how bad the, the situation is for these people in Rhode Island. www.stationfamilyfund.org. We'll also put it up on our website for people to be able to go. And you yeah. can, again, a 100% of the money. There's not a bunch of executive directors getting a fucking payday. That They're all they're all getting taken care of. And I didn't know the, the statistic D were, you know, 65 uh, children or whatever don't don't have one parent. That's that's pretty horrible. Some of them lost both parents that night in the fire. It's just it's so catastrophic, Bubba. I mean, I, I'm getting a chill. Why oh, didn't mean to do that? Oh shit! <laughs> D, you there? Oh, okay. okay. Well, I thought the computer cut yeah, me yeah, off. Yeah, no, we're cool. We're cool. Okay, so I mean, and hey, you know what? I know you've got a shitload of fans. I mean, let's see if you can beat out the Stern fans, okay? Because we had over, when I won on Stern the other day, yeah, it was a little friendly competition for the right reason. They had over 100,000 hits that day on the website, stationfamilyfund.org, to find out about the concert and make it really, when I say any size donation will help, five bucks, it really, really well, works. You know, you know I mean, just, just please... These people are really in dire straits, and February 25th is the big show. And, you know, not, not just now because the, the big show is, but anytime, from time to time, just, you know, you're my buddy, call us up, bullshit, and we'll always promote this deal. And, and also we got that morning show as well, so we're going to talk to you, I think, tomorrow, right? Uh, okay. Next week. Next, next oh, yeah, week. Yeah, 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 we are. Yeah, we're going to call in tomorrow. That's good. Yeah, no, no, I think it's, it's going to be It's going to be next week. Yeah. <clears throat> next week. We're going to do it next week, okay? Okay, next week we get closer, and I may have more announcements because we're reaching out to some bigger artists as well. looks like more people are coming on board for this, this uh, call. And you got to get on the Tampa and see us, uh, D. We love you, buddy. I love seeing the torture room, man. <laughs> D, good talking to you. Tell, and tell, who was that big, thick-neck motherfucker that, uh, that was your buddy? Oh, that was Mark the Animal Mendoza yeah. from Twisted Sister. I love him, man. I love. He's a big Bubba fan, and I'm cons- and I love that guy. Uh, well, we'll come down there again, and thanks so much for the support and everything I'm doing. I really appreciate tell, it. Hey, tell the wife and the kids we said hi. D, thank you, buddy. Uh, thanks for the you know the, you know you know what. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, D. Bye now. All right, bye. <laughs> It's Bubba. You've heard me talking about BLP Raising Products. BLP has everything you need to finish first. Nobody remembers who comes in second. Connect with the team at BLP to ensure that you have all the parts for your build from start to finish. Do yourself a favor. Go to BLP.com and check out their entire inventory. Trust me, I've been around racing for almost all my life. And BLP Products is the absolute real deal. Check them out at BLP.com.